<sighs> Hello everybody, it's me, Lindsay Rogers, and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Fan Blog Podcast. <laughs> anyway, we now this is episode number 24, and to start off, I wait, since I am up in the morning, and I find out there's something on Twitter, thanks to Twitter's recommendations, since I always end up following a topic... Like, <laughs> they recommend the, this tweet that was posted yesterday. And it says here, a Twitter user goes, and the name is Andre Chase. His Twitter handle is Andre Chase WWE. And he tweeted out this. Ten years ago today in a land far, far away. And then he posted an old photo. Oh, and I recognize it's them. It says here, three-way elimination, and it says death before this honor. And it makes me realize this is, it's, and it says three-way elimination, Future Shock versus Young Bucks versus Profit Dolls. And I'm like, oh, this is a Ring of Honor card. And it says Future Shock versus Young Bucks versus Profit Dolls. Future Shock was a tag team name in Ring of Honor, consisting of Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> and it's, and from the old photo, it looks like it's a it's a faceless. No, I shouldn't say faceless. <laughs> it's a beardless. It's uh. Adam Cole. <laughs> it's because he was very much young. Although I think his, I think him having facial hair does really good. Because I can tell he's more mature. <laughs> For the sake of uh, <laughs> Dr. Bird Breaker. I think it is Adam Cole. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and then there's, of course, Kyle O'Reilly. I know that. Yes. And then, of course, we have Nick and Matt Jackson. And right before the dang facial hair they did grow. <laughs> I'm like, of course, uh, can't say something bad. I can't say anything bad about Kenny Omega too, <laughs> the current rate. <laughs> and then, of course, the brothers, those, the Bravado brothers. There's uh, Harlem and Lancelot. Uh, or Lancelot, actually. But he's preferred to be known as also Lance. <sighs> so I was trying to figure out who the heck is Andre Chase. And it just made me realize I looked it up and he's actually <laughs> Harlem Bravado. I'm like, what? I'm like, jeez. I just didn't know he is actually. We, uh, one of the brothers. And here he is, wrestling in Dunity under the 205 Life. I'm like, I'm like, sheesh. Why did I not know about this? <laughs> Actually, I didn't recognize him. Um, 
And it's maybe because he looks very much different. Actually, I think I didn't remember seeing much of, well, I guess now known as Andre Chase, when he was in, uh, when he was wrestling in, uh, Chicago, no, I'm gonna say the wrong thing, Ring of, no, I'm gonna say that twice now. I meant to say Evolve Wrestling. So, yeah. It says here in 2017, Lance Bravado retired from wrestling, thus disbanding the team. Harlan Bravado continued to wrestle in the independent center, mainly for Evolve Wrestling, before he signed with WWE in 2021. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I just didn't recognize him. Uh, wow. I feel awful. I, I didn't know he had his name changed. Yeah, that's right. I remember seeing in uh, Harlem Russell, uh, or now I should say the now uh, Andre Chase. Yeah, and I should have looked at the 20 joint Twitter, March of 2010. <laughs> uh, <coughs> it just didn't make me think about this. And now I feel bad. You know, I'm going to give him a follow on Twitter. He definitely deserves so much attention. I mean, I couldn't recognize him. I don't know. Maybe it's because he, his hair. I mean, I should have recognized the beard. I'm like, jeez. I mean, I remember watching him at Evolve Wrestling. <laughs> so his brother, his brother retired from pro wrestling. The team disbanded, and he's and his brother tried to come. Oh, I see. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it because this is nothing have to do with it. <clears throat> oh yeah, and of course the Robito brothers did wrestle in the Jakarta. Oh, oh Jesus! Oh no, the boys of these, those two, two point <laughs> Yeah. In the AEW. <laughs> My God. And I remember about. <laughs> I can't believe I can't. I know about these two. Jeez, <laughs> the freaks. Huh. But they were started out in Ring of Honor. And of course, they got their butts handed by the kings of wrestling. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, Freezer Shop. It is on Cole and Colorado. Yep. Yeah, I remember this. <laughs> yep. I remember. That's, yeah, I was right. <laughs> I think I remember seeing photos of Adam Cole before he had hair. Each little hair. <laughs> but yeah. Yep, yep, yep. 
So, Andre Chase, I had no idea who you are until you said that thing photo. <laughs> and the funny thing is, for you guys, for you uh, guys need to know, um, Andre Chase actually has been trained by the one and only Delirious. <laughs> Yes, Delirious. The same Delirious who tweeted out on Twitter that at at the uh, in ring honor he was gonna face off against him and it's facing off. He was gonna face against uh, against uh, Shane Taylor, her um, production and and then reuniting and uh. Incoherence and with uh, <laughs> with a uh, hollow wicked at Frightmare and then. And of course, being managed out there by <laughs> uh, Ultra Manus. <laughs> uh. I'm just trying to scroll and I'm surprised they don't mention him. Oh, wow. The wicked. Oh no! Here, here we go. Wait. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> nobody posted up his. Nobody put in his latest entry in the in his Wikipedia page. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, yeah. So that was the weirdest thing. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry I'm laughing about this, but, you know, I'm surprised. I just, I just didn't know who this guy is. And it's when, when uh, Twitter recommended because you guys don't know, um, Twitter let me uh, follow top picks. And I most it figured out that I would like like gives me all elite wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, thing. It also not just some weird top, not just wrestling topics, wrestling company topics, but wrestlers like Kenny Omega, John Moxley. Yeah, I'm also following. Yeah. So yeah, they gave me topics. Of course, Chris Jericho. <laughs> uh, of course, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, so... <laughs> anyway, let's switch over to that for a moment. And, okay, okay. Alright, so let's talk about something else that is gonna bring my attention right now. I just found out like yesterday, a, but 
it's really kind of crazy. See, so what happened was somehow it was recommended did that it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday when I tweeted this out in the morning. And I sent, if you guys don't know what I tweeted yesterday, I said, To those who bully Eddie Kingston, I hope you have an awful day. Hashtag jerks. So, if you guys want to know, what's the story? Well, some wrestling fans who think they n know better, which, by the way, you think you do, just please don't. Um, decided to go after Eddie Kingston, and Eddie Kingston had a right to defend himself. And what was the problem? Well, apparently, somebody said that there were some wrestlers who were not getting paid by Mike Quackenbush during uh, their time in Chikara. Well, Eddie said he has. And he tries to defend the man. Well, some of the people did not like that and bullied the crap out of him. And I'm sad, and I'm very upset that this is happening to some guy who is very nice. Even though he acts like a f like he's tough, but... And I know what you guys are saying. Why do you think Eddie King's is nice? Well... <laughs> it's actually thanks to Amanda Huber here. And please do not go after either of them, okay? But let me explain. <sighs> Ever since her husband's passing, Eddie Kingston was so nice, especially Lee. When Eddie hanged out with uh, Amanda's younger son, Nolan, and I couldn't believe him. Here he is, he's such a tough guy, he swears a lot, he admits that he doesn't like some of his fellow wrestlers and stuff, but then... Amanda shows him in his softer side, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> and and do I think, is that cheesy, or is it awful, or no, neither. I feel like, I feel like seeing Eddie like that, it's like, he's, he's, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this about him. It makes him, like, it makes him look like he's like acting like a big brother or more better. I mean, is it weird for me to say this? I don't want to say something really that would make Eddie upset. But I think something more beyond that. <laughs> but anyway, for anybody who thinks bullying Eddie Kingston off of, of uh, Twitter just because... Um, because he had 
because of what he had, what he knows. It was, it's not okay. And I do mean this. I mean, seriously. You guys thinking it's okay to bully Eddie because he thinks he doesn't know anything? Uh, yeah, he does know this. And not only because you bullied him off, make his real fans very much upset. And I do mean that. And it's not okay for bullying him. Yeah. Because you guys think you know better. You guys think you know everything. Hey. But you don't. Really. And it's very just sad that this is still going on in the world of pro wrestling. And that means... And it's not just Eddie Kingston... Then who's trying to who try to bully people? Some toxic fans try to bully. Apparently, somebody also tried to bully off Tapla off of Reddit, and it was very pathetic. You see, Tapla shared a couple of screenshots that somebody some uh, some um I guess random mod. Who doesn't know what was going on? Probably a newbie. Uh, starts to take down Tapla's post. So Tapla tried to, to find out what the heck is going on. Now, understand that Tapla is from Thailand, number one. And number two, uh, she doesn't. She. She does, she's trying her best to learn English, okay? Hey. And she only tweets in English for some reason. I mean, she she doesn't speak English very well. That's all I'm just going to say. But she tries to understand about it. So what happened was somebody uh, tried to take... Tried to have some mod who doesn't know about Tapla try to take down her posts. Well, till some other mods who do know her, they said to them, like, why are you taking Tapla's posts down? They're not spam. She always does this every year, and we want to thank her and praise her for it. So, <laughs> they didn't understand the idea. And actually, if, I, if this wasn't taken care of, I was ready enough to make a whole Reddit that... that it pays dedicated to Tapla. <laughs> uh, and I would ask her if she wants to post there. Because there, I'll say, I'll mod you post, girl. <laughs> and and then if anybody tries to report it, they will be, be banned from the page. <laughs> mm. It's just, I feel like Tapla just need some love and whoever whoever the mod was uh, she tried to take down Tapla's post for the uh, G1 because she was sharing all of it I just hope they realize the mistake ache ache see and that's the difference between uh, make m- making Tapla bullying up uh, Bully Tapla versus bullying uh, Eddie. Well, actually, 
because to tell you the truth is this mod actually was more of a miscommunication, but I thought she felt she was being bullied, but it turns out I think it was a miscommunication. So, like I said, if anybody's in that square circle rustling Reddit, just understand if you see Tablas posting stuff, just don't report it, okay? Hey, it's going to cause Tapla to be upset and confused. And understand, she doesn't know, she doesn't understand fully of English. She's trying to, but, but I mean, and, and, you know, it just makes me feel, ups it just makes me feel sad. So, yes. And for the people who are going after Eddie Kingston, stop it. Just stop. Alright? If Eddie says that he got paid in Jakarta, uh, then leave, then let it be, okay? I mean, there's somebody else who knows, who probably could understand this, who was at Jakarta around the same time Eddie was, and that's Tim Tonks. But I was about to say something on the Twitter, but then when I went to go see if he had tweeted anything, he hasn't in the last couple of days. So, yes. So, hopefully, if he does come back on, I hope Tim can say something. Because I don't know. Because I don't. I, I just thought about it. I just don't know if he got paid during his time in Jakarta. And if he did, that's good. I mean, but. I just want to know who were the wrestlers that didn't get paid by Matt Quackenbush. I mean, I just really want to know and oh, and find out if it's true or not. So yes, yes. So for anybody who thinks it's okay to bully Eddie Kingston off the internet, you don't deserve to be on Twitter at all. Eddie didn't do nothing wrong. He has his rights to defend himself. Of, and if he did get paid by Mike Quackbush, then he did. And I hope, for everybody's sake, I hope Eddie comes back on to Twitter. Because everybody misses the guy. Although, unless we go on to Instagram. I don't know if he posts anything on Instagram. And because I don't follow him. Uh, and the other reason why I found out is because, like I said, Twitter let me ch choose uh, wrestling topics, and uh, and uh, end up seeing it on my timeline, and then of course on the Twitter on the for you page. Anyway, uh, speaking about, uh, oh yeah, and also, speaking about, uh, somebody bullying, uh, or something. But let me go and switch to a new topic, okay? 
Alright, be right back. Alright, this is at least my third time recording this, but I'm going to try to do my best. So it was brought to my attention because somebody had, because this was tweet was on the, on my uh, topics following, which is Kenny Omega. And this guy, this guy, Lewis, who says he's a lead daddy writer at Give Me Sports, and he's on, uh, he has, like, he's verified, and he has, like, five, he has at least 5,000 followers. And he's asked the, asked this, this question, and he thinks this is genuine. And, which apparently, and apparently with the response, he's saying, he says, my wrestling comment seems to upset people, so I have a picture of my dog sitting in the bag like a human. Uh, bruh, I don't think that's, I don't think it upsets people, because you are a bleed noob. But actually... Actually, the qu- the tweet he said this is. I have a genuine question. So, if someone has a reasonable answer, let me know. Why is New Day versus Bloodline being booked for a for Raw being described as a Reigns grab, whereas AEW booking Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega isn't? Both have been booked to bring in big ratings. Well, my friend, here's the thing. Since you live in London, England, I don't know what if what I don't know if anybody in the I don't know anybody in London care about the TV ratings because it's crazy. But for those who are want, but if you want to know why the ratings grab, and even though despite that they should be, well, the reason why is New Day versus Blood is because. Of well, a few reasons. One, this is their desperate. This is Daddy's desperate attempt to go up against AEW. You because if you didn't know, uh, they have been a threat. At, at and because of what went down at all, all out, uh, the annual pay per view that. Uh, AEW puts on because ever since then and and it, you know it's been talked about I mean so in other words it's a desperate attempt number one and number two I don't know if again I don't know what's the TV schedule it is in England but here in the United States Raw and Daddy Raw and AEW Dynamite is going up against up things. Now somebody says on Twitter, "Oh, it's like AEW has no competition," whereas Daddy does because of somebody says Daddy has because of foot because of the NFL. Well, close, but no cigar, y'all. All right, let me explain. And by the way. I do kind of mention that there is fall TV shows I'm looking forward to. Which is, by the way, if you want to, check out my other podcast. Anything else to add with Lindsay Rogers. And uh, let me explain for everybody to understand. 
even though I haven't posted the episode yet, but I'm pretty sure by the time this episode will be, I will make sure that this episode, I'll make sure the other episode goes up. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is this. Even though somebody says, oh, they're they're going up against the NFL, close, but no cigar, my friends. It's not just the NFL. It depends on on what you are watching versus whatever everybody else is watching. You see, because if you don't know, oh, Denny Roll is going up up against anything that is on the on channels like, for instance, on CBS. They their competition is on CBS, like this. Um. Which is, even though I wish they moved some of the shows on, uh, to, uh, Thursday nights. But CBS, and I will say this, their money, their, their, their TV lineup is really crazy. So understand this. Now, Monday nights on CBS is... Uh, hang on. Uh, let me see if I can find this. Uh, let's see. They're... Alright, here's... Alright, I just pulled up the schedule. So, starting on Mondays... And this is why. This is what deals with WWE. Monday nights on CBS, you have the neighborhood, you, Bob Hart's Abishola, NCIS, and the new NCIS uh, TV show spinoff, NCIS Hawaii. So that's considered to be for what who. Who they're going up against. Because understand that I think Duddy Roll is still doing three hours. So during those three hours on Monday night, that's considered their, their, for those who watch CBS. Now, understand also Tuesday, you know, while wrestling fans are watching Duddy NXT. You have, for Tuesday nights, FBI, FBI Most Wanted, and FBI International. Those, now, I don't know, it depends on what time it is. I think they did two hours. I think go from eight to ten, to ten. But understand that FBI and FBI Most Wanted is, is somewhat considered of that. Now, for Wednesday, understand, and Wednesday day also has somewhat since eight since AEW goes up against that there is two sh- two shows but mostly I think they're focused on the one show and that is that is Survivor and then of course and it's not just AEW and WWE probably might as well throw in Impact Wrestling and you know that they go up against Big Brother and Bull and I guess there's a special Kenny Rogers all in for the gambler. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then of course Smackdown 
on and Rampage. They're kind of they're going up against shows like Big Brother, Secret Celebrity Renovation, and Blue Putts. But that's just for CBS. You want to know what's ABC's? Let me see if I can get their schedule, their primetime schedule up. I don't know if it will show. So, I'll... And, by the way, it, and it's not just for shows like CV shows like that, but I'll show you ones for... I don't know if it's come up. Although, of course, I forget. They're so weird. Uh-oh. Hold up. I think... I don't know what's on... Their scheduling is so weird. Because I don't know what it is. But I think Mondays is starting off with... Uh, Dancing with the Stars. I think that's what it is. Is It's... The new season with Dancing with the Stars. And yes... Yeah, see, Dancing with the Stars for Monday. A. And then there's other shows, like, for Wednesday, it's the Wonder Years. Now, it depends on how things go for it. And then, of course, there's others. So, who knows? I mean, for Tuesdays... That's starting on October 19th called Show Called Queens. That considered to be a, a situation for NXT. And it's not just ABC or CBS. Let's look at NBC. I know that in the back of my head, and I don't know. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. Mondays, Tuesdays, it depends. There's going to be the voice. Wednesday, stay. It is the Chicago, is the one Chicago shows. Thursdays is Law and Order shows, and I don't know about Fridays because uh, unless uh, probably probably the blacklist is and some also somewhere also on also there's New Amsterdam probably that's after the voice. So understand I don't know. How many shows there are considered to be uh, a third to upon ratings for any TV show? Oh, that goes up any, for any TV show oh, on the three major networks. Actually, four if you want to count Fox. Because then, of course, there's the Mass Singer. There's other sh- shows people watch. Watch, and sure enough, I can compile a list of of all these shows and put the ratings. At, I mean, all these shows on ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, and then, of course, compared to all that. Now, understand that, that, uh, understand that Raw, 
and SmackDown and NXT are all on the USA Network, which, by the way, is owned by a NBC. Actually, be more specifically, Comcast NBC Universal. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, if we are talking about ratings grab, yeah, this is this is a all-out war, my friend. But that's what it is in the United States. You live in London, England, and I don't know what the story is over there. I mean, the only thing there's more, or I'm pretty sure anybody who would talk about this would probably say, talk about mostly music. And I'm pretty sure they'd rather talk about, oh, I don't know, KSI. <laughs> I don't know about how how the ratings over in the in the uh, UK are. So, so to answer this to you, this is even if this is a ratings grab, this is something has been going on over here in the United States. Nothing has unless you can explain to me. What does the London does? What does the television ratings do over in the United Kingdom? Especially in your country of England. Specifically in your city of London. I don't know, really. I'm sorry. Because I don't think you're much of an expert. It is... Expert here. Here on uh, pro wrestling, but I'm pretty sure I can say this: that I don't think you don't know what you're talking about. And sure enough, I have this got a little distracted, but kind of enjoying stuff. But bro, I'll just say this: this what you're saying on Twitter is kind of dividing the pro wrestling community. Very badly, especially because you're mad at, at because you, you're criticizing AEW, and the wonder why the I the wrestling fans are really much to despise you because you work for somebody, and saying that it's a genuine question. I think most of the wrestling fans know oh that that's kind of bull bull crap or as you say it bullocks oh anybody gets mad at me for saying that <sighs> but speaking about stuff And I will say this. Um, you know, there are a bunch of people who are being fooled for this. And despite I am just and you think and just and I know most of you guys are gonna say to me, Lindsay, why on earth are you defending thing uh AEW? I'm not really. I'm just calling this guy's out because this guy out because he's a complete joke. I can only joke that the pro wrestling community does not like. 
Like, and because this guy is just only treating uh, dirty as just the big importance. When the fact there's there's more competition, my dude. Dude. Alright, you have... And, and, you know, I will say this. You know, what this guy doesn't get is... He lives in... He understand this guy lives in England. And, the, and... And like I said, I don't know what is the ratings... Things... Things does or do... Does or don't do for television in England because like and I will say this I don't live there I know there are people who do live there and if you are listening to the podcast from me thank you but uh, otherwise Ace I cannot say anything badly about this especially because as you know and you thinking, do I do, do I have issues with uh, either wrestling company? Sort of, meant sort of not. I mean, the only thing right now, um, well, I find out that Big E is in a huge, uh, f- probably starting off a huge feud. With his new day brothers, there's to take on the his uh taking on against Roman Reigns and his real life cousins and the Usos. <sighs> so, yeah, I will. So let me just sum this up. If anybody who starts the question about uh, about AEW and WWE because somebody says, "Oh, this is a ratings grab," just understand, and they don't know what the heck they're talking about. Oh. <sighs> Anyway. <laughs> Uh-oh. Don't let our uncle see this. Oh, my God. So, anyway, speaking about stuff. Somebody somebody has a Twitter account called Dynamite Download. They shared this photo, and it's Brit Breaker, but it's not with her boyfriend, Adam Cole. It's with the boss man himself, Tony Khan. And they said... Is anyone surprised? Everyone finally sees it. The face of AEW's women's division at Real Burt Baker has risen to the top. And uh, I take it, it somebody took uh, quote probably if this is from Tony I guess. Britt has been a great champion. I have to say she's, in the time she has been champion, we have the hottest run we have uh, for ratings. If that's so, I think that's a complete odd saying. Because after all, uh, let's not forget about her boyfriend and 
and Adam Cole, or Brian Danielson, or even even right now, unless the reigns go well, you must I might as well say it is is Ruby Soho. <laughs> you know, so so you get so so yeah so. Anyway, just let me explain to you all that understand. Depending on what you watch, much since the fall season is about to start, no matter what you watch, it, it, and understand this. It's all I'm going to say is that it's easy for people to watch. Uh, anything that related to WWE or any of the NBC shows I can, are easily accessed to Peacock. Uh, if you are especially a Comcast as a uh, Comcast customer. <laughs> Otherwise, it will be crazy enough that you will have to spend money to watch shows like those on CBS. And the only weak thing is, you may have a small chance to watch anything on demand if you, and especially for AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage, because it depending on how long they can be stayed for, or unless, unless, uh, unless, unless, uh, the Turner Network can pull. A pull something like Peacock and Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, as as and try to put every episode of AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage, and on top of that, uh, every AEW pay-per-view. Um, sure. I'll definitely buy, buy it. I'll definitely buy it and uh, chance to watch it all. So yeah. So in other words, or it's you know there are things going on in the United States, and the reason why I mean I just realized about what I'm saying compared to the United Kingdom, especially in London, England, is because the person who tweeted this isn't that from. Across the pond, so yeah, there you go. So, I guess Minoru Suzuki is not done with um, wrestling in America because I think that's what's going on. As I apparently, there's some things that uh, the leader of Suzuki Goon is going to do because let's talk about this, shall we? So apparently, I got an article from Fightful Hootful that says here or that Minoru Suzuki versus Nick Gage set for GCW in October. And I'm like, what? I mean, I know that Nick Gage is also facing against John Moxley. And it's not just in for, for the... Uh, CW championship, but the wow. So it says here in the article 
all from Fightful, written up by Jeremy Lambert. It's just 6 o'clock in the morning. Oh, 6.20 in the morning, I should say. It says here, he says here in this article, Minoru Suzuki has more dates for GCW. Minoru Suzuki was victorious in the main event of GCW Hiatus in the Room on Friday, defeating Jonathan Gresham. And, oh, that's uh, Jordan Grace's husband. Following the bout, Suzuki was confronted by Nick Gates. The two brawled with Gage sending Suzuki packing. <laughs> yeah, that's typical Gage. That's typical Nick Gage. Gage issued a challenge to Suzuki, which was accepted. The bout was made f f official for GCW on October 23rd in Los Angeles. Wow. And, of course, there's some tweets. Eight, I guess. <laughs> and so he shared and the tweets where it says, um, oh, and their gift form. It says, Gage and Suzuki off the rip. Yep. Nick, Gage, and Suzuki and Sammy. This is crazy. <laughs> so, actually, this is what happened. They, in the ring, then they off the rip. <laughs> And then it says here, <laughs> the suit says, Nick Gage wants smoke with Suzuki. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and it also says here, also Lambert also says in his article, says, Suzuki is set to compete at AEW Rampage Glam Slam on September 24th. When he teams up with Lance Archer to battle John Moxley and Eddie Kingston in a lights out match. Wait, what? A lights out match? Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> so, yeah, this is. So, that's starting off of the roundup of the. of this. Uh, let's see. What else is going down? Hmm. Oh, Joy, cultaholic who decides to bring out the tension and of an article about article of a crazy situation that is about even though it's even though this is recommended under John Moxley, and it says here it's a story of. AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose, a forgotten Duddy Championship classic. Um, what? 
And it says here, it's almost five years since one of Duddy's most underappreciated championship bouts. It was written by Justin Henry. And I don't know why this is helping have to deal with, I guess maybe it does help not to deal with John Moxley. So, the, he, so the guy says here, is Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles from the 2016 Backlash the best overlooked dirty title match of the last decade? Hmm. If you're talking about the 2010s, yeah, I guess. Not sure, really. But I don't get it. What does this have to do with... I don't get it. Why does this have... Why this article was... In the topic of John Moxley. Ugh, I don't know. Let's find out. Now, there's a quite a sweeping statement. And it calls to count a lot of candidates over a pretty vast scope of time. Um, so, this article is about this guy sipping out for John Moxley and AJ Styles. Because... There was a match better than that, and, uh, yeah, why is we call this an overlooked, a unappreciated championship bounce? Um, maybe because this was the weirdest thing situation? I mean, I'd rather be talking about, uh, any matches, any of John Moxley's matches. And I don't count his day, his time in day, because... It was awkward, I would say. But anyway, <sighs> he says, now that's a quite street sweeping statement and calls into account of a lot of candidates over a pretty vast scope of time. With just a few minutes of thought, you may be able to come up with a count choice that is hard to poke any substantial holes in. But Ambrose versus Styles is pretty is a pretty strong pick, nonetheless. It's a relatively forgotten match, but it was an excellent match. Maybe it's not an excellent match, my dude, then probably for John Moxley? I don't think he don't story live that. That. <sighs> and... And for other reasons, it's a pretty weird match as well. For one thing, there wasn't much of a storyline for reason for Ambrose and Silas to be brought together. Okay? This is not how to look. This is not how to look. Again, I don't know why he thinks this is good. I mean, I don't know why, but... He still turns to, to agitate me about Moxley. But let's see what he says. Jeez. Oh, Ambrose has been WWE champion since June 19th, 2016, while Styles was coming off a convincing win over John Cena at SummerSlam. Okay. The letter is it is a good enough of bargaining chip to warrant a championship match, though it didn't do so much any sort of Ambrose-style storyline. Uh, okay? 
With only three weeks separating SummerSlam and Backlash, there really much t there wasn't really much time to really build any sort of tension between the two popular stars. The, the TV leading up to Backlash mostly consists of Styles preventing Dolph Ziggler from shouldering his way back into the title picture and Styles attacking Ambrose during a match pitting the champion against Baron Corbin. Mostly elementary stuff played in here. Okay. Ambrose vs. Styles headline backlash the first split brand pay-per-view of the second brand extension. It was the first time in over seven years that Nutty has dusted off the backlash name. And while there's an undeniable sentimentally attached to the name, some of us didn't really know how to feel about the timing. For those of us with event OCD, the very a idea of holding backlash in September er, was at least slightly irksome. After all, everybody knows that backlash belongs after WrestleMania, so that we can get the backlash from the biggest matches is of the year. Backlash in September? Have you lost your mind? Um, no, my dude. Okay, why is this guy mad? Now, granted, Dunity had done this before in 20. Well, it's no way out in June. The name then just been four different months. And it's happened since 12 in this 2021. Helen is still four months earlier than you expected. And will continue to happen. The twenty two the twenty twenty two Royal Rumble might be in February to go along with the NFL schedule. That's still weird weird when it happens. Actually this is the weirdest thing I ever seen, but let me see if this is correct because I'll go on because usually Daddy he would post something like this. Hang on. Let's look at the tickets. It's Oh, jeez. They just went for my area. I don't know why they did that. Usually I would find these happening. Okay, here we go. I don't know why they did that on purpose, but anyway, we're going to solve this together. Well, here we go. Maybe this is why. It says here, according to the Dirty website, which is com slash events, which you can find, um, which actually I go from tickets. It, it says here, there might, it, maybe he's onto something. Because according to what I have here, it says here, Day, day 1, pay-per-view, Atlanta, Georgia. I don't know what this is, really. And this is a weird name for a pay-per-view. And they book in Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, 
Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Finn Balor, Rey Mysterio, Damian Priest, Sasha Banks, and Rhea Ripley on the schedule. So, that's weird. Alright, but hang on. We'll solve more into this. Usually, Daddy Roy Rumble always held in January. And they said it's right before the Super Bowl, and I find it's really far-fetched. Usually, it always happens, Pence. <sighs> Alright. Alright, let's see. Um... It doesn't say when the next Royal Rumble, because it doesn't say. Hey. Um. So if he thinks it's happening on February, probably. But then again, I have no word of it. I mean, the only thing I saw on the Daddy website is. On January 1st, there's a pay-per-view called Day Day 1. And I don't know what that means. But I'm pretty sure most of you guys are so confused about this as myself is. But he says it's still weird when it happens. This leads to changing color. Why is backlash happening now? A strange show uh, that was well between the oddball duel of Heath Slater and Rhino becoming SmackDown's first tag team champions. Randy Orton seeding a forfeit loss to Bray Wyatt and Becky Lynch becoming the first SmackDown Women's Champion by winning a six-way elimination match which all the eliminations are crammed together at the finish line. Yeah, so... Alright, continuing on. It says here, given all the reboot for a SmackDown on its own again. This felt like Spring Sampede 2000. Minus they see ends up having an impacting do from a Russo production gone berserk anyway. Okay, so my dude, why are you I don't get this. Why are you comparing Daddy Smackdown from Smackdown, especially Backlash but minus this, uh, Spring Sampey, minus a uh, sense of impending doom from Vince Russo? Uh, okay, that's kind of awful to say. And when you have a reboot, sorts, you usually feel inclined to have a changing the guard at World Champion. Not that, not, not that, that, dude, Rick, correct your grammar, you have that twice. Not that was necessary a bad thing in 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 this instance. One couldn't make the argument that Ambrose may have been the most popular Daddy star in the previous two year or two. Bruh. Ugh. <laughs> Bruh. My dude. This is not so again. What does this has to deal with, John Moxley again? Uh, I, I don't, I'm not reading the rest because this is a complete and other joke. Because uh, not only that, the guy has um, 
I mean, he does mention about um, Styles' run in Impact Wrestling. But he's mostly focused on that, but does not mention about... Uh, he only mentions about uh, Ambrose's time on NXT, but... Bruh. You're talking about John freaking Moxley. Are you kidding me? Of course he does tag that in there. But he only mentions about AJ Styles' run. And he just mentions about Moxley he, he being part of the S.H.I.E.L.D. And oh, oh wait, he does mentioning this. <laughs> he says here, um... Jeez. After winning the belt at Money in the Backlist that June, competing, completing the rare Shield to Shield Shield standoff, Ambrose remained overshadowed despite being the champion. Brock Lesnar's UFC returned in the intrigue of the impending brand split, and with the sudden with, and simply the suddenness with the Ambrose abruptly him the champion, contrasted to the well-crafted week. Eight by week build of John Moxley dethroning AEW World Champion Chris Jericho in 2020. So, you're in other words, you yeah. In other words, you decided to throw in in something that what John Moxley did about oh, I about a year ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> each of them. <laughs> so let me get this, my dude. Even though your article is simply nonsense, but you do acknowledge Moxley's. Not only did you knowledge about the only thing you just acknowledge is what Moxley did last year by dethroning Y2J. I mean, the pain maker. Oh, jeez. What should I call Jericho right now? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, contrasted to the well wiki So, wait. In other words, you're comparing Moxley last year from Moxley five years ago? Bro... Bro, what is what does what does I I just I'm just like confused by this. Only you throw you mentioned poor John Mox. You mentioned you're referring John Mox as Dean Ambrose, and then until you quack, throw this tidbit in, say contrast it to the well-crafted week by week build of John Moxley dethroning AEW world champion Chris Jericho in 2020. Okay, so let me get this straight, my dude. What does John Moxley's dethroning Chris Jericho becoming the AEW world champion does have to do what happened when John Moxley won the uh money in the belt and money in the bank Hank back in June of twenty sixteen. And what does it have to do with also South Rollins and Roman Reigns as well? Well and this still does not and and I don't know why Dolph Ziggler's name been thrown in 
And then, of course, you throw in AJ Styles, and, yeah, you might as well get a lot of confusing thing going on. And so, you're talking about John Moxley and AJ Styles. Else. Which is so weird. Oh, and then, of course, he throw in Kenny Omega, Kurt Angle. Oh, and also, let's throw in Trevor Murdoch. Which, by the way, I don't not get at it. Because, why are you throwing Trevor Murdoch in there? Especially Kurt Angle or Kenny Omega. Because, this guy is talking about nonsense. Especially... Why Trevor Murdoch's name being mentioned? All right, Trevor has gone through a lot, at, and to add his name into an article that is not making any sense to me at all. This is why you, I, you're a weirdo. If you want to talk about the most unrated matches John Moxley ever had, go check out his CCW matches. Alright? I'll tell you what is the most unrated. It has nothing half to do with AG Styles. I'm pretty sure there's might be any of them in CCW. You, you, you. Or should we go further and see any of matches underrated for AJ Styles? Maybe any of his matches when he was in Impact Wrestling. So, this article does not make any sense to me at all. And mentioning of Kenny Omega or Kurt Angle or even, for heaven's sakes, Trevor Murdoch. Alright, I don't get why Trevor Murdoch's name is being dragged in, even though I know that he's the National Wrestling Alliance World Champion, and he well earned it. And not only that, because Trevor... Not only because he earned it, it's because he was thinking about two men on his mind. Why is his name mentioned on an article that nothing has to do with Trevor, or let alone Kenny Omega, or 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 Kurt Angle for some reason? You're talking about John Moxley and. AJ Styles, that does not make sense to me. I mean, especially because you're talking about two guys who has been wrestling for a long time. <coughs> and you say this is one of their underrated matches? Nah, bruh. I don't think this... I don't think this is for neither any of them. And of course you're talking about, oh yeah, AJ Styles win. Yeah, but still... You're talking about John freaking Moxley. And somebody responded to the tweets here. Somebody says, underrated? This is one of the most best views in recent memory. Is that not agreed on? And then somebody says, Moxley is more of a character than a wrestler. I legit don't remember anything before 2021 that was interesting. Really? You're not even a wrestling fan if you if you especially if you say you're a fan of John Moxley, then go go watch any of his matches is prior to WWE and you'll thank me later. And then somebody else said the one good thing about John Moxley is he doesn't wear jeans anymore. 
bruh? Yes, he does. A man who moves like he... His... Ours hair has been tied together. Also wearing jeans with just... Bruh. If I'm not mistaken... Scrolling. Let's see. We're going to solve this together, shall we? Is he saying the truth? Because I don't think so. Not seen the orange jeans. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, I'm trying to scroll this because I'm trying to figure this all out together because this is kind of crazy. I'm going to solve this once and for all because this is really ridiculous. And to say somebody, oh, like jeans are not the are not good, <laughs> tell that to Orange Cassidy, all right? Or better yet, also. Or be Oh yeah, or better yet, tell that to, uh, Ty Conti, she's wearing short, in shorts, of jeans that are modified shorts. <laughs> let's see, let's just solve this together, I'm still scrolling, still scrolling, let's see. <laughs> All right. The freak. Still scrolling. All I see is everybody talks about uh, Britt Baker, Fuego Dolso, Miro, uh, 
CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, even Ruby Soho, Anna J, A, A, Ali. <coughs> of course, the Butcher, the Blade. Um, oh, there we go. Is he wearing pants? Oh, no. He's wearing jeans. Nice try, my dude. Thinking, oh, yeah, Moxie doesn't wear jeans anymore. Yes, he does. In fact, he's wearing black ones. As from this little, from this photo I found. From from the AEW Twitter account says, at Suzuki D. Minoru and at Lance Hoyt appear after at John Moxley and at Mad King 1981 dispose of hashtag 2.0 and a wild ball in short. All right, hashtag AEW Dynamite 9:15:21. And, from, and of course, it leaves a YouTube link. But what I see here, oh wait, hey, John Moxley, is he wearing jeans? Yes, he is. The black kind. I mean, do you think jeans would come in blue? Nope. There is also, uh, <laughs> there's also black ones too. <laughs> oh no. Somebody shared this. Oh no, somebody showed a gift. Oh my god. Uh, somebody tweeted at uh, AEW shares a gift of Emi Sakura knocking off Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> he said it rub for this one. <laughs> oh no. Oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> I favorite it. I, I liked it. it. I'm going to also put it as a bookmark. <laughs> Somebody tweeted, Moxley's Callahan to cover his back. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but he, he has Eddie, and Eddie will do fine, really. So, yeah, for somebody to think, oh, ew, uh, oh, John Mosley doesn't wear jeans because you think it's only blue jeans? Man, there's other colors of jeans. I'm sure of it. But let me just look this up for a moment. Let's see. Hmm. 
you know the thing is, does it come in colors as well? I got a Wikipedia page, but let's see if there's anything. So, okay, yeah, I it does come into different colors. I mean, seriously, I guess because Dunham's can come into different things, but then again, I don't know, really. Jeez, I'm just trying to look at this and ugh, hate when I deal with pop-up stuff. They're more, yeah. See, they're all so. It's not just blue jeans; they're also in black, as well. So, and even this one is looks gray, huh? So yeah, so. So if somebody says that John Moxley doesn't wear jeans anymore, yes he does. It's just a different color, my dude. <laughs> you got called out for this. <laughs> anyway. Now speaking about AEW, um I will say this. If you guys don't know, AEW has uh been busy. See <coughs> Excuse me. With helping out everybody, a as part of the AEW community team, team. and uh, <laughs> thank you for Inks AEW to donating uh, five thousand dollars to the Community Food Bank of New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, it was Sammy Guevara and, uh, I guess Fuego Del Sol, I guess even Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Also help. Also, Mark Henry, Paul Wright, eight, eight, and even, even, and even, uh, also, uh, Ortiz and, even the Lucha Bros manager, Alex A. Alex A. for Amphis. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me just. Oh, crud. Um, yeah. Also helped. Uh, sorry, I'm butchering. I'm just in a. I'm just really kind of tired, but. Thank you, everybody, today to help out. Now, for those who helped. And I'm glad that is really cool enough. So, yes. 
Um, so yes, yeah, so if you guys don't know, AEW's been helping out, out building things, and you know. So I'm just glad they are doing that. Oh, speaking about more about AEW, uh, they're, they're, uh, <laughs> they're, uh, their mobile game update of the AEW Elite General Manager update is officially out. Now with ranked multiplayer champion belt system, new wrestlers, new gears, new finishers, new challenges, segments, animations, new storyline missions, and of course the season of Punk Season Pass. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a hilarious animation, indeed. <laughs> uh, and even though I haven't muted, but <laughs> there's hilarious animation going on, like a shot of Brady, consider <laughs> Brady. Of course, MJF and Chris Jericho <laughs> catering, brawling. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! Now I feel like I want to re-download the game. <laughs> of course, Punk goes sleep. Hey, everybody in the hot tub. <laughs> So, anyway, before I wrap this up, and uh, also to tell you guys, is, um, yes, my thoughts about what's been going on is really kind of crazy. And also, this is the first time I had to hear something about uh, what's been going on. Now, for anybody to say anything about this is really questionable. <sighs> Let me see. And of course we have somebody who agrees with this dork, dork who does radio? Yeah, no, 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 my dude. No. Listen, for anybody who's really wants to hear everything from me anything from me come to tweet me at Miss Lindsay Star and ask me about anything about Raw, Smackdown AEW, NXT uh, Impact Wrestling uh, even Ring of Honor or New Japan or anything that has to do with pro wrestling and I will happily gladly to explain it for those who think they know better er, er, and thinking things and creating stupid articles and can just talk about uh, like John Moxley's WWE run and, or compare that to his, his in AEW and not talk about anything and not talk about his past where he wrestled in CCW I mean come on my dude and also the reason why most of the comments most of the replies and even the quote tweets Going after this guy, it's because of his 
put her bio. Oh, oh. I mean, seriously. And also because nobody knows what the ratings that does mean equally for in the United Kingdom that compares to the United States. And also, <laughs> anybody who thinks they know better talking about pro wrestling. Like, has no clue, especially when it comes to wrestlers, especially like Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. Like, why is everybody so confused about this? Well, let me tell you, this is not the first time Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega go at it, but this is going to be the first time they're doing it in, in a bigger venue. Because understand, Brian and Ian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. First happened in the PWD show. And if you don't believe me, ask anybody who went to a PWG show. Actually, mostly you guys could do is ask my friend Skits. It's his Twitter. Is <laughs> his Twitter handle is WHSkits. It says W-H-S-K-I-T-S. He's the one who attended nearly almost every PWG show out there. And you can ask him all you want. Because he'll say, yeah, you know, I, he's, he'll say, yes, I know about this. Yes. There are other wrestling fans who... And who live out in California, uh, who probably went to a PWG show. Because understand, Pro Wrestling Gorilla uh, is located in 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 California, and that's where Kenny Omega and Brian Danson had wrestled there. And if you want to talk about anything about John Mosley, then of course you can check out CCW because CCW is located in uh, down. A little bit down south from where I live, if in the Voorhees, I think, or somewhere around there, or they're around around New Jersey and uh, I think even Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think DJ High still is the face of, still the boss man of CCW. I'm not sure if he is or not. And and of course, the Ring of Honor. Even though right now the Ring of Honor, uh, show has been is in Maryland. I mean, well, not Maryland to be specific. The company is locate relocated if from being in Pennsylvania to Maryland, but apparently one of the uh rest, but the wrestling dojo, oh. Uh, which is now known as the Worldwide Jojo, is still in the, uh, is still in Pennsylvania, uh, still, and it's run by, uh, world famous CB and, uh, Sumi Sakai. I, I don't know, but there might be another wrestling school that is probably located in Baltimore. I'm not 100% sure or about that. So who knows? And then, of course, uh, you know, there's others I can gladly try my best to look into. But, you know, there are ones I can think of. Oh, yeah, and of course another one. Absolute Intense Wrestling is in, is located around the Chicago... Um, sorry. 
<sighs> Cleveland area. AAW is located in the Chicago area. And, you know, there's stuff. There's all, also other locations of pro wrestling and independent scene. And So understand where I am coming from. So anyway, before I wrap this up, uh, I'll promise you guys there will be another uh, episode soon. Um, depends on how I'm going to do this. I'm probably going to do this every weekend, and because I got to focus on some other stuff. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, thank you all for listening to this. If you want to support me um, on my, uh, support me through the podcast, uh, the way how you can will be in the description of that going forward that every episode will have it. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. And, and, uh, Hopefully, we'll do more. Thanks for listening. Bye.